miracle worker, the promise keeper, blessing, blessing, blessing. Everyone, open your mouth, lift your voice, worship the world maker, the promise keeper. Our light in the darkness, the Lord of Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Shake hands with two, three people sitting around you. Let them know they are welcome to the second service. I want to share with us in this service on a message that I've entitled, They Shall Speak with Other Tongues. They shall speak with other tongues. And our anchor passage being Mark chapter 16 and verse number 17. Mark chapter 16 and verse number 17, where the Bible says, And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. Let me add verse number 18. They will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Among the signs that will follow believers of Jesus Christ or believers in Jesus Christ, the Bible says will be the speaking with new tongues. Speaking with new tongues. Speaking with new tongues. There are three things that I'd like to emphasize from verse number 17 of Mark chapter 16 it says and these signs will follow those who believe among other things they will speak with new tongues what's the meaning of that number one speaking in tongues is from God it is a God initiated practice a God initiated spiritual experience or exercise. I mean, the master says, and these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they shall cast out demons. So deliverance is from God. And then in my name they will speak with new tongues. Meaning that speaking in tongues is from God. Number two. Speaking in tongues is a definite promise of Christ to those who believe him. To those who believe him or to those who believe in him. Speaking in tongues is a definite promise of Christ to those who believe him. The Bible says 
These signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will speak with new tongues. Number one, speaking in tongues is from God. Number two, speaking in tongues is a definite promise of Christ to those who believe him. If you're a believer in Christ Jesus, you have a definite promise of speaking in tongues. Number three, speaking in tongues, hear this, is Christ's expectation of those who believe. He expects, among other things, that those who believe will speak with new tongues. Speaking in tongues is Christ's expectation of those who believe. The meaning of this is that speaking in tongues is not a church doctrine. Speaking in tongues is not a church doctrine. Speaking in tongues is not an experience for a particular group of Christians. Speaking in tongues is an experience of those or for those who believe in Christ Jesus. Regardless of the denomination you belong to, if you are a believer in Christ Jesus, it is expected of you to speak with new tongues. Surprisingly, there is no manifestation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit that has been so fiercely opposed and fought against by the devil like the practice of speaking in tongues. It is something that is being opposed even in so many ecclesiastical circles. And yet, it is very much Christ's definite promise to those who believe in him. He said, they will speak with new tongues. They will speak with new tongues. For the fact that the devil is fighting tooth and nail against the practice of speaking in tongues, I believe that we, that should give us a sense that there is something incredibly important about it. Why is the devil afraid of it? That means there is something incredibly powerful about the practice of speaking in other tongues. Otherwise, the devil does not oppose anything or things just anyhow. Anything you see the devil opposing vehemently, please keep an eye on it. There must be something crucially important about it. The opposition that the practice of speaking in tongues is facing is a pointer to the fact that there is something special and powerful about it. Otherwise, the devil wouldn't waste his time resisting it. Speaking in other tongues is the work of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit was given and he arrived here on earth upon the church, he came with the experience of speaking with other tongues. They will speak with new tongues. Was a promise that Jesus gave to the believers. 
And in Acts chapter 2 and verse number 4, the Bible says, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to experience the manifestation of the promise of speaking in other tongues as given to us by the Master. They were all filled with the Spirit and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance or enablement, ability to speak. He gave the promise in Mark chapter 16 and verse number 17. They began to experience that promise in Acts chapter 2 and verse number 4. And throughout the book of Acts, they continued to experience that particular promise. In Acts chapter 10, verses 44 to 46, he landed on them. I mean the Holy Ghost. Landed on them. And those that were of the circumcision who accompanied Paul to Caesarea were astonished that even on the Gentiles, the Holy Ghost had been given. How did they know? The Bible says, for they, they held them speak with other tongues and magnify God. They began to speak with other tongues. They said, wow, the spirit of God was given to us has also been given to them. The early church did not look for another sign for them to know that somebody had been filled with the Holy Ghost. The moment they heard you speak in tongues, they said, okay, that is it. It has come. Praise the Lord. They continue to experience that promise. In Acts chapter 19, verses 1 to 7. In verse number 6, the Bible says, When Paul laid hands on those that he found at Ephesus, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Now hear this. And they began to speak with other tongues and prophesied. They prophesied, yes. But they also spoke with other tongues. The experience of speaking with other tongues is not a church doctrine. Please help yourself. It is not a church doctrine. It is a Holy Ghost manifestation. It is a Holy Ghost manifestation. It is a Holy Ghost manifestation. The moment the Holy Ghost fills you, he gives you the language. The language of heaven. The language of tongues. It is called tongues, other tongues, because you already have tongues. Your mother tongue. But this one is the Holy Ghost tongue, so it is called other. Other, meaning you are speaking a language you never sat in class to learn. Or you were never trained by human effort. The Holy Ghost gives you utterance. Utterance means ability or enablement. It says they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. As the Spirit gave them ability. As the Spirit gave them enablement. Oh, how we all need to speak in other tongues. All of us. The Bible says there were 120 number in the upper room. In that Acts chapter 2. And verse number 4, they were all. How many were filled? All. They were all filled. They were all filled. Ask your neighbor, you filled? We must all be filled. We must all be filled. Otherwise, you will be a fool. We must all be filled. We must all be filled. All of us. All of us must be filled with the Holy Ghost. And when he fills you, 
He gives you the language. He gives you the language of heaven. He gives you the language called tongues. Tongues. And they began to speak with other tongues because the master said so. He's not a man to lie, nor a son of man to change his mind. Does he speak and not do it? Does he promise and not make it come to pass? Numbers 23 verse 19. Numbers 23 verse 19. Once have I sown by my holiness that I shall not lie unto David. Psalm 89 verses 34 to 35. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Now some people have mistakenly argued that the practice of speaking in tongues went with the early church. Did it come with the early church? No, it came with the Holy Ghost. Is the Holy Ghost still around? If the answer is yes, then tongues are still around. Ah, was it Peter who brought tongues? Was it Peter? Was it John? Was it Apostle Paul? No, it was the Holy Ghost. When he filled them, he gave them the utterance to speak with other tongues. And if we are saying that the Spirit of God is still around and is still in the business of filling people, then the business of tongues is still around. Praise the name of Jesus. Beloved, don't be fooled by those that have argued that speaking in tongues is demonic. He said that is one of the doctrines of devils. It is not. If you want to look at it in terms of doctrine, then speaking in tongues is a Holy Ghost doctrine. It's a Holy Ghost doctrine. It is not a doctrine of demons. It is the doctrine of the Holy Ghost. It is the doctrine of the Holy Ghost. When he fills you, like he filled Peter and the rest of the 120, he's going to give you the utterance to speak in other tongues. There are so many people in our time that are actually speaking in other tongues, but they don't have a proper understanding what it is all about. They don't have a fuller understanding, a more comprehensive, thorough revelation of what it really means to speak with other tongues. That is why the Holy Ghost has spared this moment for us to be properly educated as to why speaking in tongues is important. Let's look at it. Number one. Now, I gave those that came in the first service five reasons why speaking in tongues is important. I have 15. So I will endeavor to give you another five in this service. But before that, let me have a quick rundown on the five that I gave them in the first service. Number one, why must we speak in other tongues? Number one, because it is a consistent scriptural initial evidence that one is filled with the Holy Spirit. It is a consistent scriptural initial evidence or sign that we are filled with the Holy Spirit. When they were filled in Acts chapter 2 verse number 4, they began to speak with other tongues. When the Holy Ghost fell upon them, 
In Acts chapter 10, verses 44 to 46, they began to speak with other tongues. And when the Spirit of God came upon them, in Acts chapter 19, verses 1 to 7, look at verse number 6, they began to speak with other tongues. Of course, there were also other signs. But the initial sign that is consistent throughout the Holy Ghost baptism experience is that of speaking with other tongues. Praise the name of Jesus. Number two, hear this. Why must we speak in other tongues? We said that speaking in other tongues is a conduit for the download of divine ideas. It is a conduit for the download of divine ideas. It is a gateway, a platform for the transmission or impartation of the will of mind of God upon the believer. And we had Isaiah 29 Verses 9 to 11 as our backing scripture. Isaiah 28, verses 9 to 11. Number three, we said in the first service as to why we must speak in other tongues. We said speaking in other tongues is a gateway for rest and refreshing. It is an instrument for relaxation. It is an instrument for relaxation. Isaiah 28, verses 11 to 12. Isaiah 28, verses 11 to 12. Number four. Number four. Why must we speak in other tongues? Number four. It is a scriptural means of maintaining the fullness of the Spirit. It is a scriptural means of maintaining the fullness of the Spirit. I mean, every time they were filled, they were given the utterance to speak with other tongues. Every time he fell on them. So when he feels you, he gives you tongues. That means you must continue speaking in other tongues for you to remain full of the Holy Ghost. So that you don't become a fool. You must continue speaking with other tongues to maintain the fullness of the Spirit. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18. The Bible says... Do not be drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Be filled. So you maintain fullness of the Spirit upon your life by speaking with other tongues. Ministering to God in other tongues is a valid means of keeping filled with the Spirit. It is a valid means of Keeping filled, maintaining the fullness of the Spirit upon your life. Number five, the last one we looked at, is that speaking with other tongues is a source of personal edification. It is a source of personal edification. You edify yourself spiritually when you speak in tongues. We saw that in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse number 4. The Bible says, he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. And the word edify means to build up. It also means to renew or recharge. To pray in tongues is to recharge yourself spiritually. It is to recharge your spiritual batteries. Some Christians are spiritually flat. Literally, spiritually flat practically spiritually flat 
So how do you add on power to your life? How do you add power to your life? It's by praying in tongues. Shata kalapakuya. Zunda kia makote lebozia. Shata kanda. Repeke dula bahuta. The more you do that, sir, the more power is loaded. The more power is loaded. You can't be flat. Tell your neighbor, don't be flat. Don't be flat. Some people say, Pastor, I'm down. Hey, bring yourself up by praying in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Somebody shouts at you at the office. Your husband is misbehaving. Don't be confused. See, speaking in tongues is a gateway out of confusion. It is a gateway out of confusion. Because as you pray in tongues, you are charged up to face the enemy head on. Speaking in other tongues is what empowers us to be flint-headed as we face the oppositions of life. You become flint-headed. You become spiritually arrogant against the enemy who wants to destroy your destiny. Some Christians are too weak because they are not praying in tongues much or they are praying in tongues ignorantly. But by this education session that you are getting here, next time you pray in tongues, there shall be fire. There shall be testimonies. There shall be breakthroughs. There shall be explosion. In the name of Jesus. Please, can I hear a loud shout of amen? Number six. Let's look at the five that we have for this service. Number six. Why must we speak in other tongues? Number six. We must speak in other tongues because speaking in tongues stimulates faith. Speaking in tongues is one of the strategies God has given us to energize our faith. To strengthen our faith. Speaking in tongues builds our faith, thereby making it stronger and stronger. Speaking in tongues will empower your faith for results. Whenever you pray in tongues, you move to a higher level spiritually. You move to a higher level in faith. The Bible speaking in Jude and verse number 20. Jude is one chapter and verse number 20, it says, But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Verse 21. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. He says, you build on your most holy faith. You build yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. If you have amplified version of the Bible, why don't you put it there? Let's see what it says. Amplified. But you, beloved, build yourselves up, founded, on your most holy faith, make progress. Rise like what? An edifice higher and higher. That is what happens when you are praying in tongues. You rise higher and higher. You've been down for too long. It is time to rise higher and higher. And it is speaking with other tongues that takes you higher. 
It is speaking with other tongues that takes you there. It is speaking with other tongues that takes you there. Shatakia bakuta. Zondo lukatia bakunda. Rekende libo shata. The more you do that, the more you are emboldened. You receive emboldening in your faith. Emboldening. You are energized and strengthened and built up in your faith by praying in the Holy Ghost. So, believe you me, I pity Christians that don't pray in tongues. Because they are not able to build themselves up. These are people that survive on other people's encouragement. What if those people are busy? They are not able to encourage you. So you will be flat. But when you pray in tongues, the Bible says you build yourself up. You are encouraged in your faith. You are encouraged. Your faith can never suffer kwashoko or marasmus praying in tongues. No. No. It says building yourselves up. On what? Your most holy faith. Look at it. It says build yourselves up in brackets founded. So what that means is that praying in tongues is the foundation of the strength of your faith. We don't pray in tongues to forget problems. We pray in tongues to build our faith so we can overcome problems. Praise the name of Jesus. I said praise the name of Jesus. Ask your neighbor for me. Do you speak in other tongues? So many people remain carnal. Because they are not filled with the Holy Ghost evidenced by speaking with other tongues. So they remain carnal. They look at spiritual matters carnally. They handle marital issues carnally. They are weak. They can't pray as much. Because they are not filled with the Holy Ghost. But I'm believing God that by the time we finish, somebody listening to me here will be fully Loaded with the power of God, evidenced by speaking with other tongues in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Number seven. Number seven. Oh my God. Why must we speak in other tongues? Number seven. For the declaration of mysteries to God. For the declaration of mysteries to God. Mysteries are secrets. Secrets. You see, God deals with us publicly, but many times also privately. It was John who said in Revelation chapter 1 and verse number 10, I was in the spirit on the last day. Not we, but I. I. That means it was a private transaction that he did with Jesus. I was in the spirit on the last day and I saw. I. Meaning, he had a private exercise of fellowship and interaction with the Almighty God. So there are certain things that you would want you to transact with him without, number one, the knowledge of man, number two, the knowledge of demons, and number three, the knowledge of their master, Satan. That is why the devil opposes it. Because when you pray in tongues, he does not understand what you're talking about. All he will see is that you have the fruit of the womb. Ah, when did she pray for a child? Hey, 
It was a private transaction. Ah! All you will see is that husband has arrived. When did she ever pray for husband? Well, 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 Satan, you're too young. You don't know what you're talking about. When I said Shatakia Pakota, I was actually asking the Lord to give me a husband. So praying in tongues is one way of excluding human understanding and demonic interruption of your prayers. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse number 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse number 2. Praise the name of Jesus. It says, for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. Many times we are discouraged because we are speaking too much to men. We are speaking too much to men. It says, every time I open my mouth to begin to speak in a tongue, I'm not speaking to men, but I'm speaking to God. For no one understands me. However, in the spirit, I am speaking mysteries. I'm transacting with God on very, very private matters. You don't understand it? The devil cannot understand it, but God understands it. He says, hey boy, that is it. That is it. This one is approved. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm speaking, as I'm talking, you don't understand what I'm saying. Don't be angry. But, but the Lord understands. He understands that maybe I'm saying, Lord, help me to preach better. Ask your neighbor for me. Do you speak in tongues? Do you speak in tongues? Come on, somebody speak in tongues if you can. Shata kiamba hote likata. Rupa saya kanda lupaka. Jete kiamba honde. Rakata bakuta kia. Rupa saya, rupa saya. Kenda lebosita. Shata kayapaka. Rekende libosuta likata. Shata kiamba honde. Rakataya bakunda likata. Yukata, yukata. Rekende, rekende, rekende. Mashatakaya, mashatakaya, mashatakaya. Mashatakaya, rekendeleke, 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 makuya, rakataya kutakia, shatakia mahonde, rakata, masata, ikatala kutalikata, shendekia makunda likata, reketea, 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 makatakaya, makatakaya, makatakaya. Rekataya, Roposatakia, Lupasaya, Rupasaya, 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 Kendelebosia Kata, O Mashataka, Rekendelebosa, 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 Makatalabasia Mandelebosia. In Jesus' precious name. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Glory be to God. 
It is for the declaration of mysteries to God. By speaking in other tongues, you utter secrets that only God understands. Thus, you are cutting off or you are cutting yourself off from men, Satan, and demons. You are just all alone with God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Speaking in tongues gives us direct access to God. Direct access to the almighty God. Hallelujah. Number eight. Speaking in tongues helps us to pray according to the will of God. Speaking in tongues helps us to pray according to the will of God. As I pray in tongues, it is the Spirit of God praying through me. And you know the Spirit of God searches all things, even the deep things of God. That way I cannot pray amiss. You can pray amiss, praying with understanding. But you can't pray amiss praying in tongues. You have not because you ask not. Or you ask and don't get because you pray amiss. James 4 verse number 2. You can pray amiss praying in English. Praying in the non-language. You cannot pray amiss praying in tongues. Praying in tongues helps us not to pray amiss. And therefore we are able to offer effective prayers as we engage in this spiritual experience. You remember in Romans chapter 8 and verses 26 to 27. Romans chapter 8 verse 26 to 27. The Bible says... Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And this is done through us. The Spirit himself makes intercession for us. With groanings that cannot be expressed in words. This many times is done through us as we pray in tongues. Look at verse number 27. Now, he who searches hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is. Because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. According to the will of God. And the language of tongues is given to the believer by the Holy Ghost. So every time the believer is praying in tongues, he's actually praying according to the will of God. You can't pray in tongues and not pray according to the will of God. Because as you speak in a tongue, 1 Corinthians 14 and verse number 2, the Bible says you are uttering mysteries to God. 
And these mysteries are according to his will. Because you are speaking in tongues by the energy of the Holy Ghost who searches all things, even the deep things of God. So he understands the position of God concerning any matter that you are dealing with even as you pray in tongues. I hope you are listening. Number nine. Why ought we to pray in tongues? Why tongues? Why has the Holy Ghost given us tongues? Hear this. Tongues keep us conscious of the Holy Spirit within us. It keeps us conscious of the Holy Spirit within. The practice of speaking with other tongues is a reminder to the believer. Hear this. Of the resident presence of the Holy Spirit in him. It is a reminder to the believer of the resident presence, abiding presence of the Spirit of God in him. Because the Bible says that we have been given the Holy Spirit. He dwells. In us, 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 16, and 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 to 20. The Holy Spirit abides in us, and God, appreciating the fact that a human being is a complicated being, He gave us tongues as a means of helping us to be constantly aware, constantly in the know, constantly conscious. Of the fact that his spirit abides in us. So every time I speak in tongues. I know it is not by my own power. It is because the Holy Ghost is inside of me. That way I'm aware of his presence with me. And that takes away fear from me. Because it helps me understand that I'm not alone. I'm not alone in this life. I have a companion who sticks closer than a brother. His name is the Holy Ghost. Praise the name of Jesus. I said praise the name of Jesus. Number 10. The last one I want to give us because I really want us to go practical a bit on this. In this service. Point number 10. Why tongues? Hear this. Praying in tongues enables us to pray for the unknown. I'll come again. Praying in tongues enables the believer to pray for the unknown. It's amazing. Because my mind is limited. My mind may not be able to pick that there is an accident about to happen at some particular spot. Somewhere in Karonga, which need prayer cover for it not to happen. Or so that as it happens, people are not killed. So the Holy Ghost may put a burden on me to pray without necessarily revealing to me what things to pray for. In that case, I will just begin to babble in tongues as I pray until the burden is lifted not knowing that I'm praying for a situation in Zimbabwe, a situation in Venezuela. So he makes me a global player in the realm of intercession. 
I become a global participant in global matters. Something, an earthquake is about to hit Japan. He gives a burden to somebody, a believer who is in Zilawayungwe, who never went to school. Shatakia bakoto, mashata, likata, makuta laka. This fellow will be so burdened to pray for hours we won't end until that burden is lifted and somebody is rescued in Venezuela. Hallelujah. So hear this. Not to pray in tongues, therefore, is a type of selfishness. It shows that you are proud. You don't want God to use you in global matters. <laughs> because if you don't pray in tongues and you have a prayer burden, what are you going to pray for? You'll be praying for yourself. Oh Lord, I'm praying. So it, you pray selfish prayers without praying in tongues. Because as you pray in tongues, the Holy Ghost will direct the tongues to a particular situation in Mchinch. A particular situation in Mozambique. A particular situation in the family of your brother who is about to experience a calamity. I don't know why God wants me to be in prayer. But I'll pray in tongues. Before you know it, the burden will have lifted. And you say, oh God, I thank you. Not knowing that God took you to somewhere in Angola because there was a situation there. Hallelujah. In addressing global matters, God can use anybody in any nation. And that is why he has given us the language of tongues. It helps us to pray for the unknown. It helps us to pray for the unknown. In other words, praying in tongues provides a platform for us to pray for things for which we never thought to pray. Through tongues, the Holy Spirit, who knows everything, can pray through us for things about which our natural minds know nothing. Is it making sense? Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Ask your neighbor, did you know anything about this before? Rise on your feet. Nobody can ever speak true tongues without being filled with the Holy Spirit. The instances, the scriptural references that we have in the book of Acts especially help us to understand that they only spoke in other tongues when they were filled or after they were filled with the Holy Ghost. In Acts chapter 2 and verse number 4, they were all filled with the Spirit and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. In Acts chapter 8, there's an experience there. Philip goes to Samaria, preached the word of God, and the whole city turned to the Lord. And when it was told the apostles in Jerusalem that Samaria had turned to the Lord, they sent Peter and John to go down there. And these two apostles laid hands on the believers and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. 
they received the Holy Ghost. We are not told that they spoke in tongues, but one Simon, an ex-sorcerer, who also was a believer in Jesus by the preaching of Philip, the Bible says when he saw that by the laying of hands on the people, by the apostles, the Holy Ghost was given, he offered Peter and John money. He said, I want this power. So that when I lay hands on people, they can also receive the Holy Ghost. That means they must have spoken in other tongues. And in Acts chapter 9, when Brother Saul was on his way to Damascus to persecute the believers there together with his men, you remember that he saw that light. Jesus came to him. He fell flat. He was blind for three days and three nights. And he was in Damascus. And Ananias saw a vision. Jesus spoke to him. He said, please go to this particular street. And you're going to meet one by the name Saul. You're going to lay hands on him, number one, that he should receive recovery of sight. And number two, that he should receive the Holy Ghost. And when Ananias appeared before Saul, he said, Brother Saul, Jesus who appeared unto you also appeared unto me. And he has sent me to lay hands on you that you should receive restoration of sight, but also that you should receive the Holy Ghost. So, Brother Saul received the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 9 in Damascus. We are not told in that passage that when he received the Holy Ghost, he spoke with other tongues. But from what we know, in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 18, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 18, it was supposed to Paul who wrote to the church in Corinth. He said, I thank my God that I speak in tongues more than you are. I thank my God. The great apostle Paul spoke greatly in tongues. He said he spoke in tongues more than the entire church at Corinth. Why was it so? Verse number 14. Going into 15. He says, when I am praying in tongues, it is my spirit praying and my mind is unfruitful. So he says, what conclusions then can we make concerning this? This is what I'm going to do. Verse number 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. He says, in verse 15, he says, this is what I will do. I will pray with my spirit. And I will also pray with my understanding. I will pray. So praying in tongues was the main way that Paul prayed. Praying with understanding was the also part. I mean, we said in the first service that if I'm telling you that I'm going to Ncheu, I'm on my way to Ncheu, I will also go to Salima. So where will I reach first? Jail. It is after jail that I will go where? To Salima. So he says, I will pray with the spirit. Give me verse 14, please. Somebody needs to be educated here. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. But my understanding is what? Unfruitful. When I pray in tongues, it is my spirit that is praying. So he says in verse number 15, put verse 15 there, says, what is the conclusion then? Let's conclude. We've been discussing and debating. Let's reach a conclusion. 
Ah, he says, I will pray with the Spirit, which is one way of saying, I'll pray. Eh, say it, I'll pray. I'll pray in tongues. And after I am tired praying in tongues, I will also pray in English. So praying in tongues is the main way to pray. And praying in English or Chichewa or Tumbuka is the also part of prayer. So he says, because of this, and this is what I do on a continuous basis. I pray with the spirit, that is, I pray in tongues, and then I also pray in Hebrew. Now, once I do that, now the conclusion of all this is this, verse 18, verse 18. Put verse 18. It says, I thank my God. I speak with tongues more than you all. Because you pray more in English than you pray in tongues. But as for me, Paul, I pray more in tongues than I pray in Hebrew. And English and Tumbuk and Tonga and Lomwe. And Gonde. Or Swahili. Or Sena. I pray more in tongues than I pray in Sena. The conclusion is, I thank my God that I speak with tongues more than you all. Ask God, are you listening? Is it making sense to you? I want you to get into what I call Holy Ghost Revolution. Holy Ghost what? Revolution of praying in tongues. You can make up your mind that every day I will engage in one solid hour of praying in tongues. Let's meet after six months of doing that. Let's see if you'll be complaining and complicating your life like you're doing now. Pray in tongues. Lift your voice. Jata kalabazete libozia vande libosita rikataya mahota jalakata libosende libobo zarakata libozia vande lelelebus Jalakata libobo zarakanda libosaya katalababazi valamahande lilidididibus shalakata rababazita ripakia fande lelelebusia yakanda lalalalabuzindi libosiakata libosia vande lelelebusa likatalabahota rikataya mahandi yakanda lalalalabuzindi lelelebus jalakata rababazita rikatia mandelebus Rakatala Baba Sete Repekia Mahandi, Rakatala Baba Sita Rikatia Mandelebosa, Rakatala Baba Kunda Riposia Fahandi, Jarakatala Baba Sita Rikatia Fahandi, Reketelebusia, Yakatala Baba Zunda Rikatia Mahande Debusi, Jarakatala Babasa, Yakatara Bazita Rikatia Mandelebobus. In Jesus. Precious name, lift your hands. Wherever you go beginning this hour, you will be highly favored. Amen. I said you will be highly favored. Amen. In your workplaces, you enjoy divine favor. Amen. In business, you enjoy divine favor. Amen. Both in your going out and in your coming in, you enjoy divine favor. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I said in the name of Jesus. Amen. Every door that must open. 
for you to change levels is now open in the name of Jesus Christ. Beginning this hour, even by the help of the Holy Spirit, you shall declare a thing and it shall come to pass. I said you shall declare a thing and it shall come to pass. In the mighty name of Jesus. Beginning this hour, let there be an interrupted manifestations of uncommon blessings upon your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Everlasting joy is your portion. Amen. Everlasting celebration is your portion. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Every good thing you desire in life, may you have it. I said, may you have it. I said, may you have those good things that you desire in life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Every attack of the devil against your life is destroyed. In the name of Jesus Christ. You are a high flyer. You are rising higher. You are going forward. You are advancing forward. Nothing shall stop you. Nothing shall hinder you. Nothing shall frustrate you. In the name of Jesus. Please you believe that. Can I hear a lot of shout of amen? Long life is your portion. Divine health is your portion. Sickness, disease, and calamities of life shall be far away from you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Please, you believe that? Can I hear loud a shout of amen? Psalm 23 and verse number 6. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. God bless you.